Springtime can feel like a small eternity unless you appreciate every day for the blessing it truly is. It's no secret that you'll find that on Weather Jazz. Now, here's Andre. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and periodically a whole lot more. And I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is season three, episode number 31, and today is Monday, February 20. 2023. Today's episode brought to you by Rise and Dine in Chesterland, always waiting for you at the door to put a smile on your face for your breakfast and lunch needs. If you are hungry, wow, that's a great place to go. In fact, if you live anywhere in Northeast Ohio, it's worth the drive. They're located on the southeast corner of the intersections of Route 306 and 322, better known as Mayfield Road and Chillicothe Road. They're on the southeast corner, just south of the CVS on that particular intersection. Maybe we'll see you there sometime. Lots of great options. And I'll tell you what, you're going to have difficulty picking one thing off the menu. So you know what that means? You're going to have to go back again. And if you see Terry or Frank Arco there, they're the owners, make sure you let them know that you got the recommendation from me, because we're there all the time. My goodness, we just absolutely love it. My son's favorite, the country fried steak and eggs minus the eggs. And I always take his eggs. And many times when I get his eggs, I'll do a waffle. The waffles are really, really good. Give them a try sometime. They're open Wednesday through Monday, closed on Tuesday, 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Well, you heard at the top of today's program a rather interesting song. It's a, really a song that comes from my childhood in terms of Christmas, and that's Lena Horn and her rendition of Let It Snow. Honestly, it's my favorite rendition of that particular song, and the reason we're playing it is not because it has been a snowy winter. As a matter of fact, the exact opposite has been true, except for one lonely place. I will tell you a whole lot more about that coming up in just a little bit. But I want to first address the elephant in the room, and that is the lack of snowpack. Now, there have been some locations that have done okay in terms of snowfall this year, but it's really quite a drive away from Northeast Ohio, just in case you're listening to me from Northeast Ohio. Most of my listeners are in this area, 
basically eight out of 10 people who listen to weather jazz on a regular basis are from Northeast Ohio. The other 20% are from all over, not only the USA, but all over the world. And yes, you may have heard And in case this is your first time on Weather Jazz, let me brag on the fact that we now have been heard on every single continent in the globe or on the globe, and that includes Antarctica. I recently had the chance to interview one of my former college classmates, Ross Hayes, who works for NASA, and he went down to the Ross Ice Shelf and uh, in Antarctica does that periodically, does a lot of experimentation. And he let me know that he downloaded Weather Jazz from Antarctica and it finally did show up uh, on my side. And so we're on every single continent. Now, granted, in his case, it was just one episode. And if you go back to that episode where I interviewed him, he told me that the uh, internet connectivity was so slow that he had to listen for 20 seconds at a time. So download 20 seconds, listen to it, download the next 20 seconds, listen to it, etc. So it was a rather laborious process, but he did it. And it was the Christmas Eve episode that put us over the top. One more incidental note before we dig into our meteorological Monday topic du jour And that is the fact that we are very, very close to pushing past the 100,000 mark in terms of audience size. And as soon as that happens, don't worry, we're going to celebrate in grand fashion right here at Weather Jazz. All right, let's get back to Snowpack because in 2023, and I'm going to put these maps on weatherjazz.com, episode number 31 for today, Monday, February the 20th. I will put five maps up there. The five maps you will see are the snow depth maps in the lower 48 states over the last five years, five individual maps. We'll start with this year, 2023. We are at a meager 29% snowfall coverage of at least one inch in the lower 48 states. Now, when you think of February, you don't normally think of a month with so little snowpack. Most of the snowpack in the northern Rockies and northern New England and a little bit, too, in the upper Midwest, Minnesota and the Dakotas. That makes up about 29% of the total area in the USA. However, last year was no better. In fact, it was actually even more meager, 26% of the lower 48 was covered with one inch or more of snowpack. And we had not as much snowpack in the northern Rockies that year. We had one little stripe that went from near, looks like Garden City, Kansas, up through St. Louis and uh, Kansas City, Chicago, including Cleveland, which last year we did have snowpack on February the 20th. And if it were not for that little strip, which you will see, again, the map's on weatherjazz.com. If it weren't for that little finger, we'd probably, last year, be sitting at about 20 to 22% coverage. But there have been years in the last five that snowpack has been bountiful. 
And you would think so. It's February. It's a winter month. Well, in 2021, 66%, two-thirds of the USA had at least one inch of snow. And that included every single square inch of Ohio. You'll see the map again on weatherjazz.com. And the snowpack was very extensive from New England as far south as Mississippi, even most of Louisiana and most of East Texas, in the, not last year, but 2021, covered with one inch or more of snow. And the usual areas in the Rockies had a decent amount of snow as well. 66%. That's pretty huge. All right, let's go back to 2020. Four years ago, we had 36% coverage. And in 2019, five years ago, 58% coverage. And so the average is probably somewhere around 40-45%, at least for the last five years. My guess is that that average is a little higher if you take into account some of the colder, snowier years and periods in the oscillations that go up and down. But this has really been one of those winters which, in terms of snowpack, has been memorable in the sense that we simply haven't seen a lot. Now, I'll break it down for you just a little bit more in terms of snowfall departure. Prorated for today's date, February the 20th. Cleveland Hopkins Airport is down over two feet of snow, 28.0 inches. It is highly, highly unlikely that we will catch up. Even if the pattern suddenly turns snowy and really the long and medium term patterns not looking too promising for that to occur. I think we're going to see the kind of pattern where, yes, we'll see some cool downs, but by and large, in between the cool downs, it will mild up to the point where snowpack or snowfall from the sky will be extremely minimal, if not completely absent from the picture. So again, we're somewhere between two and three feet of snow below normal for Cleveland. And that is the story across most of the area. Erie, Pennsylvania, 40 inches. Charleston, West Virginia, 20 inches below normal. Fort Wayne, nine inches below normal. Louisville, almost five inches below normal. Lexington, Kentucky, between seven and eight inches below normal. And the story goes on. Now, one of the interesting stories is New York State. New York State, virtually every single spot in New York State running a huge deficit. But there's one exception. That exception, you probably remember because we told you about it here on Weather Jazz a little bit ago. I'm going to hold back that figure and the location just in case you don't know what I'm talking about in just a moment. But first, let's cover those areas that have had a deficit. And we see a deficit in New York City, 21 inches below normal. Of course, they set a record with the latest first snowfall for the season ever. That was this year. Binghamton, New York, 21 inches below normal. Syracuse, a whopping 55.5 inches below normal. Rochester, New York. 52 inches below normal. 
All right, let's head to Albany, New York, along the Hudson River, 17 inches below normal. The story is pretty much the same no matter where you go up to the Northeast, too. Boston, Worcester, Providence, Hartford, Burlington, Vermont, Concord, New Hampshire, Portland, Maine, all with rather large deficits of about 20 to 30 inches below normal. All right, now keep that running in the back of your mind. Now remember, Rochester, New York, 52 inches below normal. That's huge. Rochester, New York is only a one-hour drive from Buffalo, New York. Now, if you remember, Buffalo, New York is the location of several lake effect events, one in particular which really tested records in terms of snowfall in a 36-hour, 48-hour period. All right, again, let's remind ourselves, one hour away from Buffalo, 52-inch deficit, 52 inches in Rochester, New York. But in Buffalo, New York, they have a surplus, but not just a modest surplus. Buffalo, New York's surplus prorated for today's date. 73.4 inches. So the difference between Buffalo's 73-inch surplus and Rochester, New York's 52-inch deficit is essentially 125 inches of snow between the two places. A huge difference and really a tale of two cities right there between Rochester and New York. Will that pattern shift so that maybe a little more of the area will start to see a comeback? It's possible. However, certainly in the short and medium term, it does not appear likely. We're in a pattern which is favoring mild air about five days out of the week and the other two with a brief cool down, just enough so that we will see some snow cover And it looks like at the end of this week, towards Friday, snow showers will once again develop and probably recoat the ground, just like it did last Friday. But it does not appear as though it's going to be a voluminous affair. It's not going to be a big storm. It will be highly localized because of the Great Lakes. Well, coming up here in the next week or two, perhaps we will engage Scott Sable a meteorologist who is into long-range forecasting, and we'll talk to him about the overall pattern, which is really having difficulty in setting up. We really anticipated something a little bit different for the winter across not only Northeast Ohio, but for much more of the country, and that simply hasn't been the case. Why is that? Well, we'll dig into some of the reasons in a future episode of Weather Jazz. Well, before we wrap things up here, I would like to welcome back a supporter that has been a longtime supporter of Weather Jazz. They just recently re-signed up to be supporters, and they are Will and Tonya Kraus and family. They've got a delightful family, getting to know them quite well, and uh, they live in Northeast Ohio. Thank you so much for re-signing back on with Weather Jazz and the supporters page, which is available at weatherjazz.com. Click on the supporters tab and all of what you need to sign up would be there. I would love to add your names too. So you're probably wondering, maybe even like Will, hey, we never stopped uh, wanting to support you. Well, when season two ended, 
especially since I took a two or three month break. I didn't think it was fair that those supporters would have a monthly contribution to Weather Jazz when there were no Weather Jazz episodes being produced. My intention was to turn that feature back on. But little did I know that once you turn it off, that meant that everybody who used to be a supporter of Weather Jazz had to resubmit and to reapply and to go through all of the hoops that you did the first time. So if that describes you, thank you so much for your interest, and we would love to welcome you back to assist with the production costs that are involved with this program. Thank you so much. It really does mean a lot to me, and it encourages me every single step of the way. Thank you again so much. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, the snowy one. Help me to spread the word. Let folks know that you are tuning into Weather Jazz. If you're a supporter, even more so, let them know that you support Weather Jazz. And there are so many ways you can do that via email, via social media, eyeball to eyeball, over the fence. All of it effectively increases our audience size. And again, pretty soon, that audience size is going to grow to over 100,000 pretty soon. Well, what's coming up for Wednesday? Wednesday is Science Wednesday. We're in a new series called The Big Blue Marble. We're going to visit a new spot on our globe, which hopefully I'll be able to present in a way which is absolutely fascinating. I'm always looking to surprise you with your exclamation, and that would be, I never knew that about X, Y, and Z, or this place or that place. So that's coming up on Wednesday. I'll keep you in suspense. I'm still looking at a wide variety of places to go to. And if you have a suggestion, please let me know about it. Send me an email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, or call me on the Weather Jazz Podcast audience, connect line 234-525-5888. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and visiting some new places on planet Earth that are truly, truly fascinating. So we'll see you on Wednesday as we land somewhere on our big blue marble. Weather and science across the globe. Weather Jazz Podcast.